to understand that God doesn't work here, but the gospel is just growing and bearing fruit and, and really expanding throughout this whole world. And, and we rejoice at that. And earlier I shared when we were talking about the reasons for giving and the offering that it supports God's work uh, through missions work. Because we recognize that, you know what, for the vast majority of us, our mission field is here. We are called to be missionaries in our neighborhood, in our workplace, in our schools, among our friend groups. But we also have to understand that for most of us, our sphere of influence doesn't really go much beyond Ozaki County or Milwaukee County or this little part of Wisconsin. But as a church, we still have a heart to see the gospel going forth to the entire world. And so to, to pursue that goal, we support missions work. Specifically, we support a dozen different missionaries and missionary families serving around the globe. Some of them are more local, serving at college campuses in Milwaukee or inner city settings. But many of them serve in places we will never go in other parts of the world. But we can have an influence uh, there through our missionaries. 12% of every, every, every dollar that comes in the church, 12% of all the income that we have goes directly to missions work. And so that means that if you give $100, say, on a Sunday morning in the offering plate, $12 of that comes off the top to go directly to missions work. And today we have one of our missionary families with us, Dan and Deb Kensel, along with two of their four children. Um, I would like to invite Dan to come on up. Um, they serve in Thailand. They've actually been there, I found out this morning, for 20 years, which is just really, really cool to see uh, their faithfulness uh, to God's call over there, serving Christ in Thailand. And we've been partnering with them, I think, through all those years, which is uh, exciting as well. Um, and so they're here for a handful of months in the U.S., and then we'll be heading back over there to continue their ministry. And like I said, they're one of the families that, that as you give here on Sunday morning uh, financially, you help support the Kensal's ministry along with 11 other missionaries, along with other uh, ministries that we support more locally. Uh, so thank you for being here this morning. Um, we just want to take some time now just to hear from Dan about specifically what God's been doing in and through their ministry. But before we do that, uh, could you just share, how can we be praying for you and your family um, as a church here? Yeah, we have uh, two main ones, I guess. Uh, we have two of our older sons, John and James. They're 20 and 18, and they'll be staying back in America this trip. So we're looking for jobs, you know, getting them a car, which we have one. And... Uh, Hopefully, after they get to understand what working is, because they haven't worked at all, you know, uh, they'll, I, I think they'll try to go to college, maybe, you know, uh, Bibles College, or uh, I think we're thinking of one like College of the Ozarks, if anybody knows about that college, yeah, right, so, okay, <laughs> thumbs up there, all right, we'll mark that one, put a star by it, but yeah, we think it's good too, so. Uh, so we're just praying that way for them. Then uh, for ministry, just that God continues to keep the doors open there in Thailand and, uh, and just allows us to be still used there as we plan on, you know, continuing ministry. All right. Well, let's take some time now to pray uh, for the Kensels. Our Lord, we thank you for Dan and Deb and their 20 years of faithfulness in serving you in Thailand. I know that comes with Many joys, but also some sacrifices um, of not being um, as close to family here in the U.S. and things like that. But we thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. We lift up their two older sons as they are here in America and will probably be here 
for at least a while seeking work and seeking uh, edu further education. And I pray for your guidance for them, that you will open the right doors for them, and that you will provide, and that you will be equipping them and giving them guidance on where you are calling them in their future. Please give them clarity and courage to follow you faithfully. And Lord, I, I lift up the Kensels as they prepare in a couple of months to return to Thailand. I pray for your blessing on their ministry that you will continue to, to build up followers of Christ there and that you will keep uh, Dan and Deb strong in their marriage, strong in their walks with you, uh, that each of their children, uh, whether the two here with us today or, or the others still down in Illinois, that, that each member of this family will be growing as followers of Jesus and who will serve you wherever they go in their lives. Um, and Lord, I pray that now as Dan shares with us what's been going on in, in their ministry in Thailand, that you will um, edify us, encourage us, Lord. Help us to see also how we can serve you right here in our midst. We don't have to go overseas. You do have called some people like the, the Kensels over there, but others of us have the privilege of serving you here. May we all serve you faithfully wherever you call us, Lord. And in this time now, uh, please um, just encourage Dan in his um, in his time here with Freedom's Church and encourage us, Lord, to continue to grow in our faithfulness to you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, hello. Okay. <laughs> May I have it too low? But uh, I, we're just thankful to be here again. Uh, we're always blessed by Freedom's. If you didn't know it, you guys paid for a hotel room last night and a fruit basket and we felt just great to be able to relax and not have to worry about much. And, but that always happens. I mean, Freedoms have been, always been a blessing to us, and we really appreciate uh, your sacrificial giving, and we know it is. We know uh, that it's uh, lo love that gives money and praise and sends cards and just encourages us in little ways. Uh, and that's always been the case, and for we, we're just so thankful to be here. A little bit, of, again, a little bit about uh, uh, how we came to know Freedens, uh, a little bit of background. Uh, I was single, and I was going to Fredonia, Missions Bible Institute for New Tribes, if anybody remembers that out there. I was, uh, gosh, 22 years ago, maybe, or something like that. Anyway. We had to find a church in the area, and I got connected with Freedens. So uh, I continued to come here throughout my training, and then I met my wife, Deb, down in uh, the last part of training, which is in Missouri for, for new tribes. Then, uh, now you'd think after five, six years of training, it's over, but nope. When you get married, you got to come back through as a married couple. So we came back up here and uh, continued to come to Freedens after that for I think six months, yeah. And it was all blessing, you know, it was all good. You know, it was, uh, it, it's good, oh, it's good to be in a Christian environment and, and be encouraged in the word, you know, like that. And uh, so uh, finally we went to Thailand in 1996 and we've been there with the Southern Pokhran people uh, for that time. And it's just something God called us to do. Me and, me and Deb were both single going into missions, you know. I marvel at married couples who are working with kids and they get challenged in the missions. What, what faith? Me, I had, I, and Deb, we were, all sing, we were both single 
and we didn't have any other responsibilities. God had taken care of our responsibilities. You know, that's important. It's not like, you know, I quit my job and say, okay, sorry, employer, I'm out of here. Is God just opened the doors, those little doors, until I was able to be free of my commitments at the church I was at and my job. And I came into, came into Bible school, not going into missions, but was challenged about the, the need for missions, a need for uh, uh, people to go and present the gospel to, to people that don't have opportunity to hear yet. And that's a lot. There's a lot of languages in the world. And uh, there are many languages still that don't have a Bible or a witnessing church in that language. And, that, and that's what a healthy church does. A healthy church takes care of the needs, their family's needs, their friends' needs around them, their local needs. And if God blesses them and they're reading scripture, God has a heart for outreach, for missions. And as a healthy church does that, they look. They look for opportunities to give and to encourage people who yet don't have opportunity to hear, because we know how great that is to us, right? I mean, a joy to walk with the Lord, to be blessed by the Lord, but we also have that yearning. We want others to know that love, right? And that's how God works in his church. And uh, that's why I'm so thankful to Freedens, 20 years supporting us and praying for us. And not just for us, for the ministry, knowing that there's people that haven't had opportunity, but are getting opportunity. And uh, that, that's, that's such a blessing. That is such a great thing that God does. And uh, if you think about it, you think about our, our, our culture, our heritage. It's a Christian heritage, right? I mean, the United States founded on it. Well, what about the people that came here? They were already Christian, you know, many years before that, right? Well, how'd they get Christian? How'd they become Christian? You know, God does the same work the same way all the time. He's, he's yearning to look for people to give them opportunity to be saved, to draw them out of the darkness, to, to give them hope and light and, and salvation, right? So what happened about our forefathers way far, far long ago? Someone had to go, you know, country to country to country, however that went, and they had to get a group of people there, our forefathers, wherever they were, they had to learn that language. Or they had to know a language a different language and get somebody saved in that language and that guy knew the other language, you know? you know. You know how it works? That's how it works. That's how we have our Christian heritage. We have a huge Christian heritage. And it, but it was built by the, by the work of the early people that came with a, with a desire to, to give people hope and, and salvation through Christ, right? To give them life, to give them that joy that we have. That's how it worked. The apostles just went and went and went and went, right? Until finally, you know, our, our people got saved wherever we are and were, our ancestors, and they become Christian. And now we have, you know, you know how many uh, Bibles in English there are? It's about 200 different Bibles or more. I mean, there's the, the kids' Bible, the picture Bible, the large print Bible, the, you know, how many different versions of Bibles? There's, uh, you know, businessmen's Bible, all sorts of Bibles. But there's still, you know, just think about it. This is encouraging us, right? There's still people groups that don't have any Bible yet. Not one. And that's really what the love of Christ does. It, without, without the knowledge of the need, though, it's hard to pray and be focused on that. So what I'm going to do is just give you a knowledge. You guys maybe already know, but I'm going to refresh maybe knowledge of the need still in the world. And that's part of it. 
Uh, there's 6,000 some languages in the world, and about half still don't have a, a witnessing church or Bible in that language. That doesn't mean there aren't missionaries there learning the language or you know translating some, but there's like 3,000 that still don't have scripture, okay, or a witnessing church, solid church. So just think about that. And uh, so, so that's, that's the way our ancestors were before someone went to them, right? So we, wanna, we want to give other cultures, other languages, that same opportunity, that same foundation of Christian faith, you know? So, so that's what we're doing. Sorry. We're trying to work ourselves out of a job, right? That, that's what the church does. I mean, uh, I mean, missionaries or any ministry, you want to bring somebody up behind you to do the work. And really, that's, that's what uh, we're trying to do. And that's what we should be thinking about as a uh, church, is that we're uh, give sacrificially to get an established witnessing church, uh, and I'll say foreign missions, in a, in a different language somewhere in the world. And uh, you really, that's such a blessing. You guys, if you guys... Uh, ever go overseas, you see what conditions and what, what the religion there does to the people, what the social standards are, you know, and, and, and if they were just Christian, how much of that would change? How much, how much of that would change and be a blessing to them, you know? So uh, as uh, we go through some scripture, I just want to encourage us about God's heart and uh, share some pictures with you soon and, uh, and just hopefully encourage you in some way, and I know the word will, I may not, but, you know, maybe in a couple weeks, the Lord will pop something in your mind, and uh, hopefully that way I can challenge you, but I know the word will, and the word will encourage us as we read it. Faith comes by hearing and by uh, the word of God, so. Uh, the first, first thing is a familiar verse. I'll go to uh, Romans 10. Romans 10. And it's familiar, familiar. Uh, I'll just start off with 13. Romans 10, 13, 14. And, uh, you know, to, I guess, 15. And it says, uh, Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Great news. Truth. God does that. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed in? And how shall they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear unless someone preaches to them? And how can they be preached unless they are sent? How be- uh, and as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So we see here, God is giving a practical, simple uh, formula of how people that haven't heard get the gospel, and that's through sending them. Someone's got to go. Someone's got to go. And uh, so we see that in uh, Romans. And uh, if you if you think about Scripture throughout the whole Scripture, we know that our, our God just. Uh, just comes to men, comes down to men and saves them out of their darkness. You can, you can think of Adam and Eve. You think about, uh, and really, you know, the gospel in a nutshell is in Genesis. 
if you read it. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, Adam and Eve sin. And a- Adam and Eve, you know, I mean, they're like us. We're like them. You know, we hid, right? We hide in our sin, right? But what does God do? When they sin, God doesn't throw them away, right? He calls them. Hey, where, where you at? God comes down, and he beckons men, lost men, to bring them towards him. Where you at, Adam? Oh, I sinned. I was in here. I was doing that. Okay, Adam. Okay, well, let me, let me, let me fix you up. Take those, take those uh, clothes of uh, fig leaves off. Your work isn't good here. I have to give you something. I have to, I have to clothe you myself, right? So that's the gospel right there, right? Man sins. God comes down. Man reacts or responds to that call. Then God clothes him with the way God sees fit, not the way man sees fit, right? And that's a, you know, about our works compared to God's work. Well, you look all through Scripture, that's what God is doing. He's coming down into darkness to save men that he knows are saved. He knows they're, they're tired of the sin. He knows they have no way to get out of the mire they're in. But he comes continually. It's God coming down to man to save them. You can see that with, with Noah all the way through. I mean, there's all many stories, but you always see God's coming down to Noah and telling Noah what to do. Hey, this is what you're going to do. I'm coming to you. I, I want to save you, you know, and you're going to preach, though. I want other people saved. God's heart is to save men in darkness, and God encourages us what to do, right? So he comes down to Noah. He comes down to Abraham. What's Abraham doing? He's in a country that's full of sin and idolatry. God calls Abraham. Abraham responds, right? Moses and the Israelites, they're in, they're in uh, slavery. And God comes down and says, now it's time. I'm going to come down and free my people. It's time now. It's always God. Even though his righteousness standard, the law, makes us sinners, his grace and his love trump the law. God's grace and his love overcome the condemnation that we are sinners. And that's what we have to see about our God. He wants to forgive He wants to give opportunity. And that's, as a church, that's what we do. We need to know God's heart. He doesn't want to condemn. He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked, right? He wants to give everybody an opportunity. And that's really what any ministry is. You know, I say, you know, missionary overseas, but really it's not. It's just a ministry like here. We all have the same struggles. World the flesh and Satan continually bombarding us. The same here as it is over there. But the good news is, the same Holy Spirit is in me over there as he is in you here. The same strength, the same fruits of the Spirit, the life of of Christ is in us and around us to make us lights, no matter where we're at. Every ministry is hard, locally or over there. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, a missionary, you know. It's not, really. You know, it's funny, man, God makes man very adaptable. You ever, you ever notice that? You know, you're at a job, you think, oh, that must be hard. You look at, you know, movies of Eskimos in Antarctica, man, how hard is that? You go in there, and, you know, if you, if you talk to them, oh, no, we're just doing this, it's just normal. No, no, you do this, you'll be okay, you know. See, we adapt so well, but when we see others that some, we think is hard, it's really, it really maybe is in the beginning, but it's hard at anything. You guys go to a new job here, it's hard, right? Or, you, you know, a new neighbor moves in, it gets really hard, maybe, you know, whatever, you know. But, you know, we're adaptable. God makes us adaptable, and the same, but the same spirit of strength and his love, his Holy Spirit's in us, just like it is here 
and overseas. It's all the same, really. So with, with that encouragement, God is equipping each and every one of us the same to do his work, to be a rescuer, right? So God is interested in that. It doesn't really matter what job it is, you know. God says, what? We're all a body? The foot is the same as the eye or the head. But the foot doesn't get too much recognition. But you know what? The day we see our Father, someone who is working a job, the same job for 40 years, maybe seeing the same people for 40 years, but they endured as a Christian and they were faithful in their work. They, they spoke a little bit here. They, they witnessed to their friends. You know what? They're going to give as great a gift as any missionary or any preacher there is to God. God doesn't care about the work. He cares about the heart. You, in your heart, your love for your father, that's what he cares about. And that's what strengthens us to do ministry. And, and that's, what, that's, that's, that's how wonderful God's plan is. Isn't it wise? I mean, it's not about the work. It's about your relationship with God. So therefore, we, we are encouraged that God is working in you be encouraged. God is working in you and has a work for you right now where you're at. Any need around you is as much as important as me if I go back to Thailand. God has something for you. God has a person. God has you. You're going to plant a seed. You're going to water. Something like that. You, and, and that's what we have to see. You know, if we don't see a result, it doesn't matter. You know, as long as we're faithful to what God has given us. And that's what we need to do as a as a church, as a, as a body, as it stays strong in that truth. That's the only thing that's going to keep us strong. We know the word of God will not come back void. We know God is in us doing his work. We know that we're only asked to water and sow in water, and God gives the increase, right? So we should not be defeated or discouraged because there's nothing visible to see. As long as we stick with what God wants us to do, and that's to love and be a light. And it's the same here as it is over there. So, uh, so anyway, uh, with that, I want to I uh, go into our slides, and it's really, you know, it's, it's really great to see what you've been praying for and, 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 and sacrificing your money to, so maybe we'll start the first one, and uh, I want to uh, maybe walk through, I have a little bit more time this session than I did last to go through these pictures, and I, I'm, so we'll go through this. This is a, a believer. Uh, Joe Da is his name, and uh, he's, it was, this is early, and some of these pictures are old, but just giving a taste of where we're at, what we've been doing, and the people that we're serving. Uh, he's a poker end person, and uh, hopefully he's one of our up-and-coming teachers and, and leaders, if that's the way the Lord leads. Uh, you can pray for that. We have uh, really two or three people in our main village that uh, uh, teach, and of course they're getting older, so... We're looking for this guy maybe to step in. Uh, he knows the Thai language as well as the Pokeren language, so there's already a Thai Bible, so uh, that's why I, I think maybe the Lord is maneuvering, maneuvering him into some, uh, there's a desire on his heart, so hopefully he'll be able to, uh, the Lord lead him to feel, feel like he would want to teach. So, and this is just, I'm just going to run through a lot of these, these are just regular photos where we're at. This is a bamboo house. That's a uh, grandpa. He's going out to get his food, daily food. You got to go out and go find vegetables or go out and fish with the nets and come back and, and feed. And that's just the normal, normal Karen house. That's how they cook. They wood stove. Uh, 
Um, that's the rice field. That's what they eat mainly. There's no bread. Rice is what they have. And, that, and see here, they've planted a bunch of rice. And uh, so they let the seedlings come up. Then they'll rip them up by the roots. Then they'll go to the paddy fields, you know, and place them into the water. So that's how they do their planting. Cutting a piece of bamboo in the jungle. And, and this is a World Heritage jungle. Uh, it's a UNESCO area, so there's no improvements coming to these people at all. There's no good roads. There's no electricity going to come. It's going to be like this unless the government changes or UNESCO policies change. So they're out in, you know, the back 40 of Thailand, so to speak. Uh, and there's kids playing. This man, uh, pray for him. He's not a Christian. He's in the, our original village we're in. Uh, he knows the gospel, but he has not responded. And this is just early on pictures of us in our village, our kids doing homeschooling, and there's my beautiful wife, wife Deb, there trying to keep order. But I think we did a pretty good job, huh? Okay. <laughs> so there's a... I just have some of these scattered. Uh, there's uh, girls. I mean, they, they go out. They, they don't have, you know... YouTube or anything, right? So they just take care, they just enjoy what nature brings them, you know? There's time for the flowers to go out and they do all this and act silly, but, you know, they let kids do that. There's uh, one of our times we were stuck, which is common. And really, you know, missionary work, what I, what I have come to say now, you've seen one village, you've seen them all, really. You know, you, you see these pictures of of missionaries all over the world, and it's the same. I mean, I mean, this is I have I'm I have convenience because I got a truck. Some missionaries got to walk everywhere or take a boat, right? John John just came back from down there. Right? What's that? To uh, from I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. Brazil, yeah, man, th that is deep in the woods. This is this is still in the woods, but we can we can get out in rainy season. Either walking is like five or six hours, and if you have a truck, it's like two hours. So, but it's all the same. Environments change, but they're pretty similar. I mean, you either have convenience, like, you know, you think of modern convenience, or you, you don't. You have, you have nature. So, uh, in rainy season, because the rivers come up, we have to make our own bridges. I mean, they make them. I don't. I just follow. So, these are bamboo bridges. Uh, this is the main teacher in our, main, in our first village. His name's Yali. He has uh, seven kids. That's his seventh kid right there. You can pray for him him and his wife, that they would just continue, just continue to uh, work and uh, uh, do the Lord's work there. And we, we help them, you know, we help, you know, as we can a little bit. We, we don't want to have a paid position because that, that just doesn't fit in the culture we're in and stuff. So we help as we can. There's nothing set every month or anything, but if, if he's given his time to teach and study, we help him a little bit every year, you know, uh, but uh, so we, we, we want to make a healthy church, right? We want them to sustain themselves. We want them to see the need, and so uh, so that's what I, what's what I was talking about before, that uh, sometimes you, you do want to work yourself out of a job. You want to step back at the right time. You don't want to be the, the guy always there, and everyone looks to you, and especially in our culture, the Asian culture, it's like they honor the elderly, and 
you know, and, uh, the, you know, if you're the teacher, they don't want to say, oh, no, or no, we don't want to do that, do we? They'll say, okay, right, we'll do that. That's just their culture. So if you're a missionary always there doing this or that, everyone looks to you. But we, as Christians, know the same Holy Spirit that is in us is in them. We need to trust that with people we minister to. God will work in them. We have to give them opportunity to work and, and be, have the leading of the Lord as they see fit. So, uh, so that's what it is. And uh, the Lord has raised up three guys in that village. And uh, we're, it's just a blessing to see. And, you know, so the, here's an elephant, right? Well, you guys wake up the cows. Well, there's an elephant. Once you get used to it, who cares if it's a cow or an elephant? I mean, it's just a daily thing, right? So, except for, you know, cleaning up. Now, if you're farming elephants, then that's a bit more of an issue. Um, these, this is early on, like six years ago, the, we're having a Bible study in this new area. And uh, the guy standing up, he was killed. Uh, and we never have any physical persecution at all, at least we're at in, 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 in Thailand. Never, ever, and I'm not, this has just happened, and it's blown me away, and I really haven't really probably been able to process it, but we've been back. He was killed by his son-in-law for sharing the gospel with him, and, I, and, I, and what we think has happened, the guy was just bad anyway. He was doing drugs and selling drugs and, uh, you know, beating up people in Burma for that and had to come to Thailand, and so he was telling him, hey, you know, you need to... You need to, you know, you're a sinner, and you know, God, you need God's love, and that's really not right to do. And he, I found out that's how he was witnessing to his brother-in-law, and brother-in-law had enough and hit him in the head with a knife, and he died like three weeks ago. And uh, so, it, anyway, he's in my picture. I just, you can please pray for him and his wife. He's got two little girls and a teenage boy, and uh, you know, but this is. This is the way the church grows. I don't, I don't want to, you know, just feel cold or anything. I, I know this is sad, and, and, and it'll hit me when I get back there, I'm sure. But this gives opportunity for the Christians around to help, and, uh, and that's a good thing. But, uh, and he's in heaven, you know, you know. So, so anyway, uh, if you think of him, please pray for him. His name was Thoong, and he's got a wife and three kids. Um, and it, I'm, like I'm saying, I'm not, there's hardly any persecution at all. It's all low-level persecution with the government, paperwork and stuff like that. Never has this happened that I know of, you know, in, in Thailand, in our area. But it happened, and like I said, I think he was just an evil guy, you know, and just didn't like the gospel. And the guy was faithful. He was so bold to speak about the, the Lord to all his friends and stuff, and, and it just, that's what happened. Uh, we're leaving, a, evangelizing another village that's some of the leaders up there, we go over bridges like this. It's common. Uh, there's ladies visiting. Now that we got out of the village after 11 years, we've, we've moved into the Thai town that's really close to our original village. We're able to branch out to more places, easier to get to. So our house is open to anybody who wants to come. If they have to go to a hospital or anything like that, they can come stay with us. And uh, have, we have hospitality. It's great. Uh, some of the, you know, we have Skype because we've got internet. Well, it happens, we found some of the people in our village have relatives that were in the refugee centers because Burma's been, you know, they had a civil war for 60 years. 
and they've been sending people to the States, to Australia, to Europe all the time. Well, we found out that a couple of the people there had relatives in the States, so they come down for the first time and use Skype, you know, to talk to their, peop talk to their relatives in America. You, you talk about how weird that is. It's just weird to see them at a computer. Oh, is that him? They're talking, you know, they can't believe it. But it's really, it's really a blessing. And, uh, and this is just more pictures of the people. They paint their face. That's just, just a beauty, you know, beauty thing. Normal Karen family. They make all their, those white clothes and stuff, they made them, handmade them, and the red one. This is just a normal uh, meeting. We have, uh, I usually use a whiteboard. I, I not only preach in their language, but I use a whiteboard. It is so helpful for people that are illiterate, that can't read, that don't have a full Bible yet, because they can learn the stories and memorize them. They have very good memories. So that's what we do, and it's very effective. And there's some scripture, I think that's Galatians. And uh, we are translating the New Testament, but it's not Bible. It hasn't been checked, final check. But this, the Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Titus, uh, we have Luke and some Old Testament portions. They are like check, third check. And uh, so we call them working uh, translations, working scripture. But they're not, we don't call them Bible because they're really not. They haven't been checked really. But that's what we're doing. We're working on that. There's the man that was killed, our brother Stoong, great guy. There's some more scripture. There's me and my, one of my sons hiking up, and that's another meeting. They always eat or have coffee. Uh, and there we buy strings so they can make their clothes. Um, I'm doing selfies all the time. And really, if no one's with you, that's what you got to do. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes it's like... Oh, I didn't take pictures this time or whatever, but there's our car, there's our kids one time. Raft because of rainy season, build that. And peppers, harvest, and fellowship, rice. There's a picture book, and I'll close with this. Uh, that was a picture book where we uh, took the English out and stuck the Karen in on paint. If anybody's familiar with paint, you can do a lot with the paint program. And uh, so I hope this encourages you. This is what you guys are doing. This is much, God is putting this to your account. I'm not. God is. I forget sometimes. God does not. Uh, the, the ministry outreach, I mean, you can't put a price on it. These people are being saved and being taught the word of God. And, uh, and I hope that encourages you. Like the pastor was saying, and, and today, you know, you look at all the stuff going on in America, you get discouraged. But God is still working. God can work. He does work. He will work. And that's what we need to rest in. And uh, so I'll stop there. Okay. And I will, I'll pray here. Father, we, uh, we thank you for your goodness and your love, Father. Just continuous, continually, you bless us. And it's with your word, and it's through faith. As we stand by faith, Father, you've promised to bless us. And uh, we just pray our eyes are open to your blessings. They're all around us, Father. You live in us and around us. You are leading us continually to, to walk by faith, to remember your word. And uh, that's our, really our only strength in any time of trouble or a time of good times. So, and we thank you for the word that's going out all around the world, Father. We pray you continue to bless 
everybody in every ministry, locally or overseas, that is doing your work and encouraging, Father. Father, eyes to be open how great you are and how much life and hope they can give someone that doesn't yet know. So we thank you, Father, and we thank you for this time. We play, bless Breeden's Church, Father, in Christ's name, amen. Thank you.